What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the In-Situ Health and Fitness Podcast, where we teach you the habits and strategies to live a long, healthy, and happy life. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I want to share something super exciting with you all. Now, I know we've had some amazing discussions on this podcast, but what if I told you that you can dive even deeper into the topics that we've covered? The In-Situ Collective shop offers a wide range of health and fitness eBooks that are tailored specifically for our awesome listeners. Whether you want to kickstart your fitness journey, explore some new habits, or learn the secrets of a healthy lifestyle, we have got you covered. These eBooks are like treasure chests of knowledge, packed with expert tips, personalized strategies, and practical advice that you can implement literally right away. And the best part, you guys, our listeners get an exclusive discount. Just use the code RANT, that's R-A-N-T, at checkout to unlock 15% off any eBook of your choice. You should also know that there are a bunch of free eBooks available at this point in time as well. So beautiful people, if you are ready to take your health and fitness journey to the next level, head on over to insitucollective.com forward slash collection. That is in-situcollective.com forward slash collection. Remember, these eBooks are designed with you in mind, and I guarantee they'll provide the extra boost that you need to achieve your goals. As always, thank you for listening, and let's get back to the show. There is a lot lately popping up around obsession about food, whether it's you know obsessing with bad food, obsessing with good food. I've even seen a few articles, like I said, people that are obsess about good food and eating good food all the time, it's almost bad for you as well. Yeah, like an eating disorder. Yeah, and I just want to sort of dive into that a little bit today because yes, it's true, but at the same time, it's not, if that makes sense. Not yet. It depends on the person, <laughs> as like everything we talk about on the show. Yeah, and definitely. And like, I'm not a psychologist. Somebody's almost a psychologist. But we're not trying to diagnose or tell you you're wrong. It's more just giving you an idea of a different way to look at these things. Because I don't think it's all always so black and white. And just because you're obsessing about eating good food and cutting out bad food doesn't mean you're mentally unhealthy. So we heard about this about social media the other day and I thought it applied to food probably even more than social media. So this person was talking about how he's deleted social media off his phone because Instagram, for example, spend literally billions of dollars on making that app or TikTok or whatever making the app so appealing to you that you, your brain just automatically opens it up and goes to it, whether you, like, you open up your phone and you go, you go to TikTok. I do it all the time. <laughs> all of the time. Even though you weren't, that wasn't your intention. Yeah. But they have designed that app to do that. And like this guy was saying, you can't beat billions of dollars. Mm. Like, your brain just is not strong enough to outwill that power they have over you through that app. So that's why he's deleted off the phone. And I thought that was a good point because 
food companies do the same thing, but I reckon that they do it more tar like it's more targeted. They spend more money. They design those foods so you eat them. And what I wanted to sort of say is and dive into, if you don't obsess about the food you put into your body, somebody else is going to. And that, that somebody else is these companies spending billions of dollars on how appealing this food is, the packaging, the taste of the food. So you can't compete with that. Mm. If you're just, oh, I'm happy with how I am and just blase about it, they're gonna win and you're gonna eat all those foods. <clears throat> so we did do an episode a while ago on obsession, right? But I think it was body related maybe and yeah. how it should be on a spectrum. Is that where you're headed with this? Like there should be like a little bit of obsession is healthy if it is to, if it's going to help you keep on track, make better choices, research a little bit more about food, but then if you take it to one end or the other of obsession, if you're completely unobsessed with the food you're eating, then it's likely you'll gain weight, you'll be unhealthy, you'll have more problems when you get older. And then if you are well and truly over obsessed, then that's when it would be classified as like an eating disorder and things more so in that category, right? Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, and that's exactly where I'm going. So. You've got to find a middle ground and obviously you're going to stuff that up sometimes. So sometimes you're going to go too far one end, not far enough the other end, and that's okay. But the thing is, as long as you're thinking about it, um, one of our listeners sent an article through about a psychologist saying how, you know, it's bad to obsess about these good foods and all that sort of stuff and it's almost a disorder going in that direction. And yes, it is, but at the same time, I'd rather see people going in that obsessing about healthy foods for your body than the other way, because the other way is just putting you in a grave earlier. They're, they're both <laughs> equally, I think, as bad as one another. Both, if you have a severe eating disorder, it's just as bad as being severely obese. Yeah, I agree, but I'm more saying making sure, like, we're talking about how it's so hard being vegan or vegetarian and you need to focus on every single bit of food that goes into your body to make sure you have the right nutrients, the right amount of food, the right amount of calories. So is that a bad thing? Yeah. You know True. what I mean? Yeah. So if we've, we've said this on the podcast before, we've tried to go vegan or vegetarian, vegetarian. Yeah. And it was very hard eating enough food and you do get obsessed with the food because you need to to get all your nutrients. So you don't feel like garbage all day, every day, right? Yeah, because like, yeah, whether you agree with it or not, but meat has a lot of good nutrients in it and they help like, you know, so trying to replace that with veggies is very hard and you have to obsess. And I was talking to one of the trainers I work with and she eats 42 different types of vegetables every single week because she's a veg vegetarian or vegan, I can't remember, but no meat or dairy products. So, so vegan. Yeah. So she eats 42 different types of vegetables every single week. So she gets the right amino acids, the right amount of proteins, the right amount of vitamins and minerals in her diet. So, but if she didn't do that, she'd be missing out on a whole lot. Yeah. So she's one of the only ones that I know that has gone, okay, well, my body needs this vitamin. What veggie 
do I have to eat to get that? And she's added that in. So is that bad? Like, has she got a disorder? Uh, that's, that's what I feel I like a lot of these people on social media are sort of saying about the, you know, obsessing about foods. I'm like, well, at some point you do need to obsess about it. Like, I think definitely, yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about because I see it everywhere, not just in the realm of food on social media. So, like, people on social media are saying, love your body, work hard, you should be shredded, you should be happy with how you are. Like, there's so many, this end of the spectrum, that end of the mm. spectrum, this end, that end, this end. But also, like you say, obsession has a place. And a similar thing is happening with on social media with ADHD at the minute. And it's the same thing as what's happening with people who are, who it's pretty much people who care about what they eat. Like you can't win no matter what you do. If you care about what you eat and you show that, then people say you're obsessed and you're going down the wrong path and it's too much and you should live a little and everything. But it's the same with the, with the ADHD thing. It's like you can't avoid it if you like you can't avoid not being distracted everyone gets distracted a little bit but there's just this big movement of self-diagnosing on social media that's what i'm trying to get at mm. um so people are like on TikTok and they're saying i have all of these symptoms of adhd like i can't concentrate i feel agitated i have to move all the time um and then other people are saying, yeah, I've been diagnosed with ADHD and I have the same symptoms. So then people are self-diagnosing. Mm. And I think that's happening with nutrition as well. Um, and things like insomnia, I'm seeing it happening as well. People are just self-diagnosing themselves with insomnia because they can't sleep. They're self-diagnosing themselves with probably like thyroid issues or whatever it is that is preventing them from being a better person, right? It's just very easy to self-diagnose when you see hundreds of people presenting the same symptoms that you have, but they are no one on. There are medical professionals on TikTok, but not that many that I would trust, right? So it's just I feel like you've got to take yourself out of what social media is saying, out of the situation, and just actually look at you, you, you yourself. Mm. What are you doing? How are you handling the situation? You as a person and your personality. Are you obsessing too much? Like you know yourself better than anyone on social media knows you, right? So you should be able to, to, to determine if the amount you are obsessing over your food is a healthy amount. And if you really can't and you have some sort of dysmorphia going on, then that's like another situation. Mm. But I think moral of my story is <laughs> social media is very manipulative in what we think is a problem and what isn't, what we think is right, and what isn't. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, for sure. And like everything you listed takes practice. So concentration, you're not just gonna have concentration like that. Yeah. Con it takes practice to concentrate, to be able to concentrate like on one thing. It's like working a muscle. Yeah, and that, like if you're spending all your time on social media and no time practicing being Present. <laughs> present and focused, then yes, of course you're going to have symptoms or signs of ADHD. Like, and then same with insomnia. Like, how many clients have we had say, oh, I can't fall asleep at night? It's like, well, when's your last co coffee? What are you doing before you go to bed? All these other things. It's not like you have this symptom. It's like, well, you're doing everything that's wrong, <laughs> wrong basically leading up to your sleep. And But it's the same with food. So 
when I say obsessed, like, a lot of people will be going, oh, Jack's talking about obsessive food, so when you eat food, you look a certain way. And that's not true, that's not what I'm saying. Looks and healthy aren't the same thing. Um, so that's the thing, like, everybody obsesses about food, but then they put this image of what that obsession should, the end goal should yeah. be. And that is the worst thing that the health and fitness industry has put together health and an image, mm. that's, that's not where I'm going with this. This is more just about thinking about the food that you put into your mouth. Because you walk into the supermarket, the supermarket is designed for you to buy food. Right? And there's certain foods, I'm just gonna use Woolworths for example, because we're there most of the time. There's certain foods that'll pay to go in certain areas in the supermarket because they know those areas are where you buy more of those foods. And it's never healthy food. It's always bad food. Like the checkout Mentos and Kit Kats and whatever yeah. other chocolate bars are right there by the checkout. When it's the end of the day and you've gone to do your grocery shopping and you're starving and you're like, yeah, I'd love a Kit Kat on my way home in the car. Mm. That's why they put it there. Yeah, and then like the Kit Kat, like it's the perfect mixture of carbs and fat. So as humans, carbs and fat together, the perfect ratio is addictive. Mm. It, like, I don't care what you say, it is addictive. So if you have carbs on their own, um, like the donut is a good one I like to use because I love donuts <laughs> and that's the most, one, most common for me. So everybody thinks donuts, oh, that's just the carbs and that makes you fat, but it's not. There's a lot of fat in there as well and it's just that perfect mixture that makes it so addictive. So you have one and then you're like, ooh, that's I want another best. one. Yeah. So they are designed that way. So these companies put billions of dollars into making the perfect mix of carbs and fats so your body just goes yes that is what i want give me more mm. and you can't compete with it like it's it, well it's very hard to compete with it we, we've spoken about willpower before and how you've got to work on willpower yeah. and this is going into that same topic like it's and i'm not saying don't eat a donut have a donut like if that's what you want but also be mindful of what is happening obsess over what is happening okay i bought it because it was in this part of the supermarket i had one bite and it was delicious because it's got the perfect mix of all these different things that i just absolutely crave and it could be something different for you listening along at home like it could be chips it could be whatever it is pringles or insert your favorite food yeah but that favorite food is designed to get you to come back and eat more and more and more and more so what i'm saying is it's almost good to obsess about these things. Yes, it's not good to obsess to the point where you're gonna be very unhealthy and causing all sorts of body dysmorphia. And again, that's where you shouldn't associate being obsessed with good healthy food with an image. You should obsess with living a long, healthy, happy life. Feeling better. Feeling better, having energy, waking up in the morning, ready to just rock and roll, smash your day out being happy, all that sort of stuff. Food comes into that and obsess about that part of it. Forget what it looks, what the, what you look like in the end. Just obsess with how you are, how you feel, um, how you're performing in life, how happy you are around people. So that's what I want people to obsess about, not the image. Yeah. Does that make sense? Definitely. Anything else to add on to that? We did do a podcast a long time ago now, but it was a good one. And I think you said something along the lines of like, if you focus on feeling good, 
or performing, then physical results will follow. 100%. So like you can just, it is because it is very hard, it's very disheartening and it's a lot less motivating to focus on how your body's changing when you're restricting yourself and when you're training because it's slow. Mm. But you can do a training session and immediately feel better internally and mentally, right? You can eat a really healthy meal and immediately feel better internally. So it's just, if you focus on those little things, yeah, which are a lot more satisfying to obsess over, then yeah. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes like you can focus on the numbers in the gym as performance or take do a diary, check in. So every week we get our clients to check in and give us feedback on how they feel and how hungry they are, mood, all that sort of stuff. And a lot of them are like, why am I doing this? But mm. over time I can come back to you and say, well, look, your mood was a three back then and five weeks later now consistently it's a seven. Yeah. And it's those things that people just, it's you don't know what your mood was five weeks ago unless you take note of it. Exactly. So it's all those sort of things that matter more and you should be obsessing about those more rather than, yeah, the end goal and how you look. Focus on your health and the results will follow. Before. That was it. That was the title yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so 100% focus on your health. Yeah. Like it's, we used to say that a lot and we should start saying it a yeah. lot more again. But if you do focus on your health, results will just follow. Um, I see that all the time and that's what we do with our clients. We get them to be healthier and yes, exercise and focusing on what they put into their body goes into that. So yeah, all right, cool. We'll finish it with that topic there with focus on your health and results will follow. Good one. All right, what do you got? Uh, mine, this week I wanted to talk about something, I've been hesitant, okay, I've been hesitant to talk about on the podcast because I'm like, is it useful? information but I think it is so if you have been listening for a while you will know that I have been in and out of injury phases with my hip and that has like stopped me from squatting and every time I talk about it on the podcast or post about it on social media and that I can't squat because I'm injured lots of people actually message me and say I can't as well or I've experienced the same thing or how did you fix it have you fixed it help me and I don't know because I haven't been able to fix it for the past three years right Jack hasn't been able to help me fix it for the past three years so I finally went to an osteopath is that what they're called osteopath mm -hmm. rather than a physio I don't really know I can't advocate for one or the other but my experience with the osteo has been incredible right they're just it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. And I was a little worried about going because I haven't been for, I haven't really been looking after it, I suppose. I've just been not squatting. That's been my solution to the problem because everything that I've tried, stretching, mobility, foam rolling, nothing has helped my hip flexor situation. So I just haven't been squatting. And then Jack's like, how about you just go see someone? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll go see someone. Um, and it was much more expensive than I was anticipating. So the cut where we are, where we were in the country, like what, what, what would be the average price? Like, I don't know, 120 bucks at the most yeah. for an appointment like this, this cost me $260 and it hurt me <laughs> at the time because we are pretty conservative with our money. Like we don't really spend money 
unnecessarily. Mm. And that is what I want to talk about, like spending money on your health. Because the same week that I went to the osteo and I spent $260 for the initial consult, and then they booked me in for two more consults the week after, one osteo and one rehab one. Um, and they were individually 140 each. So then that's like another $300. And then they wanted me pretty much to spend between 150 and $300 a week afterwards to rehabilitate it. And when after the first consult, when that happened, I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. It's too expensive. Like, are they even gonna be able to fix it? Like, what the heck? This is ridiculous. But then I went back to the second, like it was a great consult. I was, I walked away feeling very happy, but also conflicted because I didn't want to spend the money on myself, like in that way. And then I went to the second one and it was great and they're very knowledgeable and they're very, like they really want to help you not be in pain, which is ideal because mm. no one wants to live in pain, right? And I really want to be able to squat. And then the same week that I went to the first consult, I also bought a new laptop. This exhibit A, if you're watching on YouTube, exhibit B is Jack now has my old one. <laughs> but it wasn't completely 110% necessary for me to buy a laptop. So I was extremely conflicted, right? For a week, I was like to Jack, do I, don't I, do I, don't I, do I, don't I, get it? Um, but I guess I needed it because uni and stuff and it is convenient, right, to have mm. a second one. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that I bought a laptop and it was exciting and it was cool and it was shiny and I love it. I still love it. I'll probably never stop loving it for the next 10 years because that's how long this one lasted. But that wore off very quickly. Two days and I was like, cool, I've got a new laptop. It's fast, <laughs> right? And it cost me a lot of money. But the, the osteo session overall is probably going to cost me more than my laptop. But there's, it's just a, a much longer lasting satisfaction of spending the money. It feels like it was hard at the start, but I feel okay spending the money on my health because I know that I'm not gonna have to have surgery when I'm older, hopefully, if I fix the problem now. And also like the longer I leave it, the worse it gets, right? So I just wanted to, I guess, shine light on how buying material things versus how spending money on yourself for health reasons or experiences is very different. And I feel like a lot of us lean towards material things to fix our problems. So an example would be, I'm sad, I'm gonna buy myself some clothes. Mm. I, have, I have really tight quads, I'm gonna buy myself a massage gun. I, what's another example? What's a food example? I wanna lose weight, so I'm gonna spend heaps of money on superfoods. Mm. You know, like, like just products. And they only last, that, that satisfaction that you get and the results that they bring don't really match. You know what I mean? The satisfaction is short-lived and the results are probably minimal. Whereas if you actually spend your money on something that is a process or an experience, Science actually shows that it does make you happier in the long run because you have the memories. But then for a service like going to the osteo or going to a personal trainer, it's just completely different. The feeling that you get is completely different. Sure, it costs a lot and sure you can't actually physically hold. I can't hold my results that I get from the osteo, right? And show people like, look at, 
Look what they did. Hold a squat eventually. Okay, I will be able to hold a squat, but it's just, I think it's much more worthwhile to, to invest in your body than it is to invest in material things. And I feel like right now, especially being in a city, that's very overlooked mm. to invest that way. I was, so where we live, up on level 59, where we are now, half is a co-working space and the other half is a lounge, lounge, like a shared lounge. I remember being up here one day and these two girls were talking and one girl had said that she's just prepaid like a couple of thousand dollars for PT sessions. And her friend was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're spending like, and it was just a whole conversation on, I can't believe you're spending that much on um, personal training, basically your health. And I was just thinking like, these girls are still like, you know, they probably had well over that in the clothing that they were mm. wearing, all that sort of stuff. So it is, but then like also the girl that's saying it's not worth it, all that sort of stuff may have tried it and not worked for her or she's yeah. had a bad personal trainer. So although like that, no, no offense to anybody, those professional services in Ulladulla, but I don't think you would have got the same experience in Ulladulla that you got with these guys. Definitely not. So I don't, because I've only been to physios also and because I've been to multiple physios over the past three years and no one has been able to help me even in the slightest, I mm. feel like I also lost faith in spending money on yeah. professionals. And that's what I mean. Like a lot of people listening will go, yeah, but like, is it actually worth it? Because, you know, I tried it and didn't work. And yeah. that's a thing. Like, unfortunately, like, let's just use physios or osteopath, anything. That it's not a blank, like, everybody, yeah, comes out of uni with the same degree, but not everybody's the same. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. It's the same with PTs. Like, any, any profession, really. Yeah. And you can't know everything. Like, obviously, everyone's going to have more experience in certain areas of the body and mm. certain injuries. And you can't expect every therapist, personal trainer, physio, massage therapist to know everything. That's why, well, that's, that's why you've I, got to try multiple. I said to you, just go get it fixed. Like, because yeah. it, it got to the point where I didn't know anymore. Like, yeah, I've exactly. tried everything I know. Yeah, Jack was even asking other trainers at the gyms yeah. and they were suggesting things and we were trying that and that wasn't working. So it's like, you just yeah. have to, ask more and more people and expand your network of professionals and hopefully someone will have seen it before and know but you can't just write it off and live with it without trying that first yeah yeah and unfortunately it might cost you a fair bit to start with to find that perfect person it's just like uh, i've used this analogy before like if your tap starts leaking and you get you get a plumber to come in and fix it and a day later it starts leaking again, you go, well, plumbing's not for, for yeah. me. You just leave your tap leaking. It's not like you're gonna get your tap fixed. It's the same with your body. If you have a little niggle that's turning into a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, like, yeah, you know, you might've went to the physio and went, physio's not for me, I'll just deal with it. In a couple of years time, in 10 years, 20 years, however long, that little leak in your body is going to be a big issue that you might have to get operated on. And once you go down that route, then a lot of other issues can pop up as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good point. Shall we move on to our three cents? Let's do it. Okay. 
I'm going to start with something for you guys to try. Not necessarily health and fitness, but mental health orientated maybe. And that is, I want you all to go into your phone in your settings and go into screen time and see how much time you spend on your phone. It'll break it down into the apps that you spend most of your time on. And you can do this, what I'm gonna suggest, in two ways. You can either take the amount of time that you've been spending just on social media and tally that up, so it might be three hours a day, and then I want you to try and replace that time with reading. <laughs> okay, so go, today is, what day is this? Monday. Monday. So go back to last Monday, see how long you spent on social media, and then this Monday, try and read, for, if it was three hours that you spent on social media last Monday, try and read for three hours today. And then let me know how hard it is, because it is unbelievably hard. Social media is, like you said, designed to keep us there, right? So it's very easy for you to just be scrolling and scrolling and 45 minutes has gone by. But it is very hard for you to sit and read for 45 minutes. It's even just sit and look at the wall for five minutes and you'll realize how much time you are actually wasting on social media. Like screen time might be a little different, screen time in general, because you might use your phone for, like we use it, it for recording reels and stuff like that. So just start with the social media. Even if you wanna start with one app, just replace the amount of time you spent on Instagram with reading and just let me know. Because I've been doing that the past week, not necessarily only reading, but also listening to a podcast and doing something else rather than sitting, like cooking for example. God, the amount of stuff that I've learned, the amount of epiphanies and like mindset shifts and people and vocabulary, just, it's just great. I just cannot recommend it highly enough because you just scroll on social media and sure you learn little things, like I learn a bit on TikTok, useless stuff though. Mm. <laughs> um, and I just, I leave, when I leave the, the platform, I feel anxious, I feel worthless, I feel not good enough, like I compare myself to everybody, I compare my content to other people, whereas if you just take, take yourself away from it for a little while and just learn something deeper, mm. right? I mean, you don't have to read a book that is educational, it can be entertainment, I guess, but that's just what I prefer, educational books. So, mm. something to try. Um, I'm going to change one of mine and continue on to that path and say if you haven't already, turn your notifications off. Um, I think this is very overlooked and very powerful. So basically as soon as you get a notification and you open up an app, like whether it's social media or not, that has power over your time. Mm. So that has now got your attention. So that's get rid of that. So. I only have notifications for phone calls and text messages. Every other app I haven't got notified. Uh, my coaching app as well, where my clients contact me. So only three apps give me notifications. Every other app, so I'm talking Messenger, Facebook, Instagram, emails, all that sort of stuff. Um, only when I go into it, I can see yeah, what's same. happened. And a lot of people freak out when they hear that, but it is very powerful, especially when you turn off social media because those notifications are exactly designed to get you to open that app back up. So it's not like it's some random thing. They have spent millions, probably billions of dollars just on that notification to get it more appealing 
for you to open up the app again. So take the power back from those companies, put it in your brain, <laughs> give yourself the power back and get rid of notifications on your phone is what I'd say. Honestly, I forget that people have notifications on because I've mm. had no notifications for so long. My family even gets annoyed with me because I ha constantly have my phone on do not disturb and if they call me, I will not answer mm. <laughs> until I open my phone, see a notification, then I'll call them back. Yep. But it's just, yeah, Your attention, recommend. your time is the most valuable thing you have. Yeah. Like, I don't, like all those material things we are talking about before, all that sort of stuff, your time and your attention is the most valuable thing. And these platforms want that time and attention because it, it makes them money. Yeah. So don't let them have it. You take it back, turn your notifications off. Um, Something to, should we do listen to and watch together? Yeah. Because you could do either. Yeah. So we also, while, while minimizing social media time the past week, we've also been not watching Netflix mm. or any streaming service. So instead we've been watching YouTube, generally interviews. And we watched it together. We watched a really great interview with Tim Ferriss and Andrew Huberman. Like Tim Ferriss is probably Jack's favorite podcaster. Andrew Huberman is probably mine. So it was like <laughs> dreams coming true left, right and center. Um, so you could listen to it or you could watch it on YouTube, right? But it was just a really great, genuine conversation about, about lots of topics, mm. life, science, health and fitness, relationships, um, it's a long one, so it's like three hours. I think we watched over like a four-day period maybe. But I will link the specific episode in the show notes. I'm pretty sure it was Tim Ferriss was on Andrew Huberman's podcast. Yeah, I was going to say that. Andrew Huberman was interviewing Tim Ferriss. Yeah, yeah, so it's a pretty recent one. But also Tim Ferriss has interviewed Andrew Huberman, and that's also a great episode. I was going to say that as well. Yeah. Do any, both. Any, yeah, that's what that's I literally what went down a rabbit hole. ends up being five or six hours worth oh, of listening and watching. Great. You learn stuff. I just, I think that with social media, we sort of undervalue learning the deeper part about people's lives. Like we learn a lot of surface stuff, like about where people are, what people are eating, what people are wearing. The highlights. The highlights, but we don't actually see or learn a lot about their mindset and thought processes and daily rituals and everything, mm. which is actually what makes their highlights look so good, right? Yeah, so. and Tim Ferriss just has a good way of breaking things down like I achieved this but these are the steps I took it yes. to do it yes. and then like literally just follow those steps to achieve that and a lot of people don't do that but he just he likes breaking things down into steps to do it if you've read any of his books or yeah great go, gone into any of his content it's all like that and you know a lot of people don't do it because it takes a little bit of work but if you do the work you do get those results and you follow those steps cool masters Yep, that's it. That's all for this week. So, replace... Try, yeah, try replacing social media time with reading mm -hmm. or pod, I'll accept podcasting as well. Mm -hmm. Try having no notifications on your social media apps and emails and listen or watch to Andrew Huberman interviewing Tim Ferriss or vice versa. Done. Cool. That was a good one. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Obviously, you've lasted this long, so you've enjoyed it. Please, it helps us out a lot, helps this podcast grow, helps us continue doing this. If you copy the link for this show and send it to one other person, just one person. It can be a friend, family member, even somebody you don't like, just hassle them. You don't like? Yeah. 
if you don't like somebody, just every single week, just send them this link. Maybe they'll start listening. And then... Maybe you'll like them because they'll change their life to suit your lifestyle better. Exactly. Mm. Good points. All right, we'll talk to you all in the next episode. Bye. Hey guys, this is Mac again. Just one more thing before you leave, and that is two minute Tuesdays. Would you enjoy getting a short email from me every Tuesday that provides a little chicken nugget of information that I found useful and interesting and that I think might also help you? It is about half a page long, intended to be a two minute read, kind of like a virtual record of my personal diet, exercise, productivity and life epiphanies that I think would be useful to others and especially to you guys listening. So if that sounds like fun, again, very short, a tiny little insight to keep you motivated for the week and give you something to think about. And if you would like to try it out, just go to insitucollective.com forward slash newsletter, drop in your email and you will get the very next one. Again, that is in-situcollective.com forward slash newsletter. It is completely free and of course you can unsubscribe at any time. As always, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next one.